You're locked in the press box. Couple of things to get to from our listeners. First, Josh on the text line said, My parents are big Chiefs fans and will be watching on a cruise ship somewhere around the Bahamas. All right. So if you missed it, just a, a few segments ago, we talked to Chris Fowler. He is calling the game for an international audience, Australia, New Zealand. Also, apparently on cruise ships. On all cruise ships. So if yes. you're on a cruise ship, um, you are going to watch and watch Super Bowl. It'll be Chris Fowler calling it. Uh, and Josh's parents will be one of those right, people, Josh. which uh, they're big Chiefs fans, and they booked a cruise during the Super Bowl. Well, I'm assuming Josh's parents booked it a lot, lo- a lot sooner than you know the when the Super Bowl is. Yeah, you, you know, know when. But the they Super probably Bowl. saw him playing during the regular season and say they have no chance. <laughs> we're going to book the cruise. They were listening to me. They're, yeah, they're going to book the cruise. They stink. <laughs> I still think. I mean, they blew it. They blew it. The parents? Yes. If your if your if your team is good, and the Chiefs just won the Super, Bowl, I know I've spent this whole week being like I said they couldn't win it, and here they are. I'm an idiot. But like, they were never not in first in the division. It's not like the Chiefs were ever like, uh oh, they got the Raiders. They got to win four straight to win the division, right? That was never the case. It was just they look kind of crappy. You you don't book anything during the Super Bowl. You don't Josh, do tell that. mom and dad. Like maybe if you're a Panthers fan and you get to week two and you're like, oh boy, this Bryce Young guy sucks. All right, yeah. let's go on a cruise. Let's the cruise, right? But no, if your team's good, you can't do it when there's a when the no. That's why you got mad at Cassie Soda for getting married during football season, right? And, and listen, at least she got married during the regular season, right? Right? Did I have to miss a Jose Pizano game-winning field goal? Yes, unbelievable, but. You know, she got married. Yeah, everyone felt real season. sorry for you. Yeah, Jose Pisano. Well, you obviously missed it. You were in Detroit or something. I was on the road. Yeah, Chicago. You, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. you got to see Tyson Bajan. You would have voted for Jose Pisano to win the Lou Groza if you had seen that game <laughs> seen in person. That, man, I'd seen that yeah. in person. Yeah, that would have swayed your vote. Unbelievable <laughs> over here. Uh, so Josh's parents will get a chance to listen to Chris Fowler. Also had this question um, on Twitter yesterday. Uh, here's a fun one for you, Ed. Uh, this is from Greg on Twitter, who said, "Not sure if the Patriots would do it, but would you give up? What would you give up for Mac Jones to compete with AOC at quarterback next year? Fourth rounder? Mm, that's a tough one. Mac Jones. I might give up a fourth rounder, fifth rounder, to come in and compete. I mean." Is it? Can you tell me it's the Mac Jones of his first year? Well, and so that's the question. If he's the Mac Jones of his first year, then I would give up a fourth rounder to compete with Aiden O'Connell. Because what we've seen out of Mac Jones, his first year, his rookie year, he was just a dead average quarterback, right? And I don't mean that as a negative thing. He was just a, oh, yeah. the, the whatever, 16th best quarterback in the NFL right. or whatever he was. And then he got worse. Right. Now there's probably some credit due to Josh McDaniels, who is, who's been a good offensive coordinator in his career, not a good head coach, but he was the play caller that year then he leaves comes here and they had Matt Patricia calling plays and right. Mac Jones was terrible now they didn't have Matt Patricia calling plays this year and Mac Jones still wasn't good they still benched him for Bailey's Zappi that's Fourth rounder that's probably better than doing nothing but I think I'd I think I'd rather take a quarterback in the second round right it, who I don't know who exactly we don't know exactly who's going to fall there but like if Hartman if McCarthy or Penix, or Bo Nix. Not all three of those guys are going to the first round. I'm sure one of them will go in the first round, but at least one of those guys is going to fall to the second round. 
I think I'd rather draft one of those in the second round than go with a trade for Mac Jones. Because the other part about Mac Jones is the contracts is always a big deal with quarterbacks. Right. You got one more year, and then his fifth-year option, right. and then if you're paying him. So you're giving up a fourth-round pick for one year of Mac Jones competing with Aiden O'Connell. I think I'd rather use my second on, let's just say, J.J. McCarthy, and because then I get four years of him competing with Aiden O'Connell or whoever the hell my guys are, or whoever your quarterbacks are, right? So I guess trading for Mac Jones would be better than doing nothing, but it's not – I don't think it's, it's the not greatest ideal. option. Yeah, I don't think it's the best option right. for the Raiders. I, I would be more interested in exploring other things before going that, that route. route. Um, but, yeah, fourth rounder for Mac Jones doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. You're, you're probably going to get more uh, production value out of Jones than you would out of whoever you draft in the fourth round, especially with Telesco drafting. They honestly well, trade they, all of them. They, he's not going to trade down, and Telesco right. drafting in the fourth round – in, depending on what quarterbacks would even be around in the fourth round. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, too. Is, I mean, who, who would even be around? Right, who would be around in, in any position that Telesco would draft. And, by the way, I might steal the take from Danny Cannell, who we had on earlier in the week, and I asked him about quarterbacks outside the big three, who he liked, and he said Michael Pratt from Tulane. I might have to steal that that take. And go with Michael Pratt? Uh, well, I'm just, I might just for the next couple of months just be like, draft Michael Pratt. <laughs> So if they do, you can say that you talked yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And, I, like, right now I'm going to give Danny Cannell credit because he brought it up, but give it a week or two and it'll just be mine. <laughs> we'll completely forget that Danny Cannell brought it up and it's just all Michael Pratt. i gotta lo- I got to look up. Here's going to be the key. How big is Michael Pratt's hand? Oh, yeah. That's, if, that's if, the important thing. If Michael Pratt's got, if like, he's a, got n- If he's in the eights, oh, dump then it's him. not good. Yeah, if he's can't in the mid-nines or above. Oh, he go- if he goes to the combine and we got he's got 10-inch hands, then he's oh, the guy. Michael Pratt is who you are drafting. Wonder what wonder what round Michael Pratt would go in. Yeah, and that and that's the thing with Danny Cannell bringing him up. I don't – I haven't – think I've seen him as, like, a first or second round no, potential. No, not in mocks. So are you potentially getting him in the third or fourth round? Right. And that's that might be the interesting thing is, like – I don't think J.J. McCarthy is going to be very good. I don't uh, either. So, I don't either. No matter what Carbaugh says. So there's probably a – you're probably better off drafting a Michael Pratt-type quarterback in round four than a right. McCarthy in round two, two or something along those lines. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but uh, Mac Jones, God, I would – we can't make the Patriots West jokes because they got rid of everybody. But if McDaniels was here and then they traded for Mac Jones, that would have been the funniest thing right. in the world. God, that would have been hilarious. So we'll see. Two fun questions there. Um, we d- I do want to get to this story. Uh, Chiefs beat writer for the Athletic wrote a story. This the- is what I'm writing about tomorrow. What? I, r- I waited all week for this. Oh, so I shouldn't steal it from you here? No, you can talk about it. But I was, I was, I, I did a the Raiders of, game. I lit a, did a lot of interviews on opening night about. Okay, this. all right. So what what did the Chiefs players tell you about the Raiders game? Christmas Day, they lose for. A team that was trying to win the Super Bowl, yeah, it I was an embarrassing loss. Not a lot of them said, like the GM, we should have lost that one or we needed to lose that one to figure it out. Players don't usually say that right. stuff. Like, oh, we needed to lose a game to, you know, ride our season. They kind of went with uh, the Andy Reid line of the, you know, the wake-up call and, and stuff like that in terms of getting, you know, getting back on track. Right. But they didn't go as far as we needed to lose this to – rebound our season because their gm brett veach said if we found a way to win that game maybe the wake-up call comes in the playoffs i think we not only needed to lose but needed to lose in that yeah they didn't say that (laughs) we needed to get embarrassed yeah they didn't say jack jones 
Um, Nicole Hardman didn't say we needed to lose by that much, that many points. Did any of them say to you like things they changed after that game, or talk about things they did differently? Because like, it's one thing to get slapped in the face. It's like, oh wow, we're not as good as we thought. We lost a team that didn't complete a pass for the last three quarters. It's another thing. To I actually... mentioned that to them. <laughs> did they like that? Did you like that? They didn't appear to like that. They didn't like that stat very much. But did, did any of them talk about like? What they changed. Because that's been the big thing I've been trying to ask people is, like, what the hell changed with the Chiefs? Right. And if that was the wake-up call, if that was the, hey, slap in the face, you can lose to Aiden O'Connell and Jack Jones. I think they were trying to change offensively in the middle of the game uh, in terms of their play call and getting the plays in quicker and, and how they were, uh, how they were uh, executing offensively. None yeah. of them said, well, the following week we did this differently. Yeah. They just, you know, it's all stick, stick with Andy and believe in Andy. It is going to be interesting, at least from my point of view, if that's sort of the game the Chiefs say is the turning point, and the GM certainly says it was the turning point, because that's the game that I was like, this team sucks and they can't win anything. Meanwhile, it might be the game that made them realize, oh, we kind of suck, we need to change things, or whatever they do differently, just start playing better, whatever it is. But uh, the Raiders are going to get some credit here for uh, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Bowl. They've gotten... Many people have written the story about uh, how that game turned things around. They haven't lost since. Uh, so the, Ra- the Raiders gave them a wake-up call. Raiders gave them a practice facility with real grass. Raiders not, gave them a locker room. Not the turf that the 49ers right. are having to deal Where with. all their signage is up. Yeah, man. Raiders this are like. on the Raiders. This is like they're, they're helping out their division rival. They're not even rivals now. They're friends. Yeah, they're best they're friends. Just, just helping BFFs. them out. Yeah, giving them everything they need to go win a Super Bowl. Good for the Raiders to be a nice. The Raider way is really the Chiefs way. I don't know if there's any Raiders on the Chiefs. I, I'm trying I th- to think. I think uh, I think Antonio Pierce would take a few. Patrick oh, Mahomes he would guys. take some. Yeah. And even if he didn't believe they were Raiders, he'd say these guys are Raiders. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how funny it would be if Antonio Pierce said something like, "Yeah, well, yeah that Mahomes, Mahomes guy is not, not a Raider." A Raider. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite thing of the entire. He said it again yesterday. I can't remember where I saw it. Um, oh, Paloma Viacana of Fox Five. She talked to him briefly, and he said something about the offseason. She like asked, like, you know, what's the offseason going to be like? He's like, we're focused on finding guys that are Raiders. <laughs> He's going to say it every day of the offseason. How cool will it be on draft day to ask their sixth pick? Hey, <laughs> Antonio only said there's five Raiders in the draft. Do you have any chance of making this team? Well, if you're the sixth guy drafted by the Raiders, you got to say. <laughs> Sucks to be one of the first five because I'm definitely a Raider, so it means one of them's not. Oh, Antonio Pierce, always a superstar. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's Briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's Briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's Briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. All right, Ed. This is the one time a week that I turn into a degenerate like Danny. One time a year. I no, it's say, one time a, a year, not one time a week. Um, so I'm going to give you my prop bets here, but I got to tell you, there's a main like theme to the bets that I made. 
Uh, I was trying to find some extremes, like what were either the 49ers or Chiefs just like really good or really bad at, right, during the regular season and see if any of that matched up in the postseason. And obviously the 49ers offense was the best offense in the league this year, so their offense is really good at most scenarios, most situations. Uh, But here's some fun stats for you. By EPA per play, Kansas City's rush defense ranked 32nd in the first quarter against the run. So worst run defense in just the first quarter, Kansas City in the regular season. San Francisco's run defense, second quarter by EPA, 32nd in the league. Oh, I see where this is going. So we have the worst rush defense in the first quarter, Kansas City. Worst rush defense in the second quarter, San Francisco. And in the postseason, now there's not 32 teams playing, but in the postseason those numbers have remained somewhat true. You combine that with during the regular season, San Francisco was the best offense overall in the first and second quarters. Kansas City's best overall quarter offensively this year was the second. Second quarter. And Kansas City's rush offense by EPA, number one in the league in the regular season. So, a lot of early first-half stuff, a lot of rushing stuff. So here's some stuff I went with. Danny, you can chime in and yell at me for any of these. Get ready, Danny. Here they Um, come. First half San Francisco 49ers rushing touchdown, minus 135. First half Kansas City rushing touchdown, plus 175. So both teams score a first half rushing touchdown. I'm in good shape. Also, the other fun fact on this with Kansas City, this, is, this season is the most they've ever run the ball inside the five with Mahomes as their quarterback. When they've gotten in the five in the past, they love to throw it. This year they run it more than they ever have. Also, I bet Kansas City's first score of the game will be a rushing touchdown, uh, plus 375. Uh, I also just bet them to score a touchdown in any fashion in the second quarter at minus 150. So the general idea there, rushing defenses are bad, rushing offenses have been pretty good, and there are going to be some more points in the first half. So you uh, want 7-7 at half, both rushing touchdowns. Well, they can score more than that, right. yes. But yes, conceivably. Um, and then I did bet that the first half will have more points than the second half. Which, I like that. Which generally I think is I a like bad that. idea, but it was plus 115. So there are, my, there are some of my props. Danny, do you like any of those? I do. Okay. Uh, I I, that's a terrible you, idea. I was, I was hoping you were going to tell me no, so I'd feel much yeah. better about this. Are you on any of those? I'm not on those specifically, but I'm on ones that back those up. So, oh, so I, like his his uh, first half outscoring the second half. I have the second half under. Okay. Um, the I did some player props kind of based on this as well. I took Isaiah Pacheco over 67 and a half total rushing yards. I took McCaffrey's longest run to be over 18 and a half, uh, which seems very long, by the way. But his Rushing yards uh, total was like in the 90s, and I was like, I can't do that. No, he could have a good game no, and, and run still for 85. Go 85 yards and still have three touchdowns, and you wouldn't get the bet. Right, so that felt bad. Uh, I bet Mahomes under 36 and a half passing attempts because I'm kind of thinking they're going to run the ball. They're going to run, have success. Chiefs are winning, and they don't need to throw right. a whole lot. Uh, and then I bet McCaffrey to win MVP. Uh, I, Danny, I got a bad price on that. By the way, I got plus 375, and I know it was higher than that earlier in the week. Uh yeah it was uh yeah it was like four fifty yeah it was it you was bet higher the MVP than that. Danny I did not so I bet McCaffrey MVP just because 
that I think there's a chance the Niners could win this game, and it could be because McCaffrey has. And God forbid to give anything to poor Brock right. Purdy. Well, I, I think they could win it, and it's because McCaffrey has 111 rushing right. yards and you know 37 receiving and three touchdowns. And right. it's like, all right, he's going to get it. So those are that's my sort of main um, theme of those bets. I put some other ones in. I bet Brandon Ayuk score a touchdown at plus 165. The it, Reno kid. It has to be a deep one. He doesn't get – they don't throw him the ball in the red zone. Like, if he scores, it's got to be 45 yards or something. Right, right. Um, my fun one is I bet Justin Watson to score a touchdown. Okay. Because inside the 10-yard line this year, Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice each have scored five touchdowns from inside the 10. Number three on the Chiefs in touchdowns inside Justin the 10 Watson? is Justin Watson. He's got three of them this year. Now, I think it's all three of his touchdowns, but he's got three of them this year. So – you know, Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey, you're kind of expected to do something. Justin Watson, it was uh, plus 500 score touchdown, which, by the way, didn't seem like enough. How I many, still wanted to bet it, but didn't seem like enough. How much did you take out of the old kitty for this? I'll get there. I'll get there in just a second. Because I want to know how much you actually we're not spent done. on this. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, I also bet this is one I like to do every year. There will be a scoreless quarter, uh, plus 350. Um, also, because I think there's a chance Kansas City wins in a blowout, I bet KC minus 6.5 at plus 240. Um, I also bet the – you guys will like this one. This is the least analytic uh, research I've ever done. I took Kansas City points per game, Kansas City points allowed per game, San Francisco points per game, San Francisco uh, points allowed per game, added it up and divided it to figure out what the score will be, and it came out to like 45 or 46. So I bet uh, the total will fall between 43 and 49. Least analytic, just straight up add stuff up and divide it to find the average. Uh, so bet 43 to 49 is where the total will be. And then, oh, I also bet rushing yards. Kansas City will have more than San Francisco, but I'm getting 20 and a half rushing yards. Okay. So it's KC rushing yards plus 20, plus and, a 20 half and a half versus San Francisco. Danny, you like any of those? I do. Okay. They're, uh, this they're is not good ones. for Tyler. I know. Tyler's not winning one of these bets. Well, I think the key is Danny has not confirmed that he bet on any of them. Uh, no, the only one that's like very close that I bet on was uh, Isaiah Pacheco rush yards. Okay, like so, Danny hasn't actually bet on these. I think I've just convinced him while talking to him that these are good bets. <laughs> um, Ed, I bet five hundred dollars on all of these. Wow, Tyler. Yeah, five hundred on each one. No, God, no, no. God, no, God, Danny. No. I just okay. named like Danny, like you, eighteen of these. Hey, things. I just, I just want to make sure. No, no, five hundred total. The wow. most, the most on any individual one was sixty bucks, okay. and then most are twenty bucks. And then, like Justin Watson, I only bet ten on because Justin Watson's not. Where'd scoring you make a touchdown. your plays here? South Point. I must have missed the Clydesdales. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I was there after the Clydesdales apparently. So yeah, but five hundred total dollars. Hopefully, I'll win some of these and not lose five hundred total. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. All right, Danny. What do you got? What are your favorite prop bets? I know you've been waiting all week to tell me. Well. So how do you want me to break them down? Jesus, Danny, I, I don't can, know. Just, just tell just, me. Just, just tell me, sir. I can. All right. So one of the <laughs> one of the fun ones that it it's a long shot, but it's going to be exciting when it hits because I think it will. Travis Kelsey to finish with at least one rushing yard. He Kelsey only had with one just one rushing yard. Yep, he only has one rush attempt this year, and it was in the AFC Championship game. It was a rush attempt for five yards. I got this at six to one. Do you so know, you're thinking they're calling that play again. Do you know how badly I want Kelsey to run for exactly zero yards on a carry? 
You know what, Tyler? If they like, because if they hand it to him, you basically should have won the bet. But if he runs for zero yards and you lose it, that's going to be actually the best. Would be if they do it twice and he gets three yards and then he loses four. That'll be phenomenal. No, it won't. It won't at all. Uh, another one I like is uh, Kyle Uzcheck to score a touchdown, twelve okay. to one. Oh, okay. In uh, in one of the jackets from his wife. Yeah. Oh, that's one, actually that's in one of his jackets. Is that like a prop? No. That's actually I like that one solely because everyone who's gotten the jackets have done well in the postseason. So his wife's the one that makes the jacket. He's got to score. He might, hell, he might win MVP. Yeah. Uh, and then just a couple other ones that I really like. Um, Mitch Wisnowski for one of his punts to be a touchback, plus 375. Hold on, hold on. You were telling us last week you were not going to bet on the opening kickoff to be a touchback, so you went and found another touchback bet? Correct. Okay, good for you, Danny. I'm glad you found a Mitch Wisnowski. Why, why Mitch Wisnowski? Why does he uh, have a touchback? Well, I actually bet both of the punters separately. Ah, of course separately. you did, obviously. Yes, of course, as uh, you did. Tommy Townsend was plus 275, uh, 265. And then uh, a punt to be, just to save me in case somebody makes a great play, a punt to be downed inside <laughs> to, the five-yard line, plus 240. <laughs> uh, and then another fun one that, is even longer of a shot than the Travis Kelsey one. Interception in the end zone, 18-1. to 1. So I'm hoping for like a Hail Mary at the end of the first half or something or a tipped pass in the red zone. Interception in the end zone. Okay. That's an interesting one. Do they? Does the official play-by-play mark where it was intercepted? Yeah, they have to because of return yardage, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. Because I'm like, you're gonna, if this, there's going to be one right on the goal line, you're going to be screaming about that. Oh, yeah. And I then um, another one that I have, which I placed in the AFC Championship game, and it didn't happen because Zay Flowers decided to lunge for the end zone instead oh. of being tackled. <laughs> uh, one pass and one rush touchdown by each team in the game. So you need four touchdowns at least for that. Correct, and that okay. is plus two sixty. Okay, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but I think it's pretty pretty doable. Okay, I also right. have a uh, two point conversion will be successful plus two seventy five. All right, these are these are pretty fun ones, Danny. Along on with board. along with about twenty five other ones. Oh, I did also bet Mahomes will not throw an interception. I forgot about that one. Five hundred bones. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you really went at it this year. I better win some. Is this your average uh, fare to uh, No, this bet? is the most I've ever done. Easily the most. Usually it's like 200 bucks. Wow. Yeah. You you felt confident then, yeah. huh? I did. Uh, unfortunately, I felt Spending confident. Some cash. I saw those damn horses going down there and I was like, I can't let them. How much did the horses bet? Do you uh, know? I think it was A barrel a barrel of hay? No, I think it was bale of was hay. Was it 1020 to win 550? They bet a what? Does that sound right, Danny? Uh, say those numbers again. Thousand twenty to win five fifty. No. Just on the just on the spread. No, it should have been like twelve hundred to win a thousand, right? Uh, it would eleven hundred. It would have been eleven hundred to win a thousand. Okay, what would it have been to win five fifty? Uh, like six hundred. Yeah, that'd be six hundred bucks. There. So they've each the, the horses. I know they were winning five fifty. These horses both bet yeah. six hundred. They bucks. both bet the same, and they both and one of them chose the Niners, one of them chose the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, they bet opposite sides, so they're yeah. gonna break even. All right. Well, no, the South Point's gonna win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, South Point's guaranteed to win off these dumb horses. <laughs> these idiot horses. They should have just bet each other. 
why'd they go to the South Pole? They could have just bet each other 500 bucks, and then there's, the casino gets Down nothing. Down in the stalls and yeah. include everybody else? Right. That'd be way better. Include all their that. friends? That's how they should do it. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we are joined by Mike Greenberg. We are out here at Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay, and joining us now from ESPN, it is Mike Greenberg. Mike, uh, how you doing today? I am suffering from extraordinary FOMO. I hate not being there with everybody. It's made me feel a little better to see how cold all of my colleagues have looked when they've joined me on television. So obviously it's been a cold snap in the desert this week, but it certainly looks like a lot of fun. The last time I was in Vegas was for the draft a couple of years ago. I've always loved coming to town. So I'm sorry I'm not there with you guys, but I'm happy to be on. It's a uh, wonderful time, a busy time, and, yeah, we got some rain. Not ideal. Um, I want to ask you, Mike, because I've been asking this to most people I've talked to. I watched the Kansas City Chiefs lose to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in the last three quarters of that game, and the Raiders (laughs) still won. And I did not think that Kansas City Chiefs team could win the Super Bowl. They are a couple days away from possibly proving me wrong. Did you at any point give up on the Chiefs as being able to win the Super Bowl this season? Yes. I mean, I would give up, uh, it might be too strong. I don't know. I certainly did not think they were the favorite. I, I would have put them at best third in the AFC. Let's put it, I think if Miami had been at home, I probably would have taken them ahead of them. So that's fourth. Um, not Houston. So, I mean, maybe fourth or fifth. Look, I guess when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have a coach who knows how to do it like Andy Reid does, you never say never. But, but I, I certainly know what you mean, and I can't disagree. They looked like a team that just didn't have it. They certainly looked like this wasn't going to be their year. Their defense was obviously good all year long and kept them in games, but I thought that their complete deficit of, of skill position talent on the outside, their inability to catch the ball, the mental mistakes and everything else, I definitely thought this was going to be a retooling year for Mahomes. And candidly, I thought Kelsey looked like he had lost at least one, if not more than one step. So I know what you mean, and I I shared your skepticism, and I am as surprised with what we've seen from them as you are. I I thought for sure Buffalo was going to beat them. Um, When they beat the Bills, I started thinking, all right, maybe, maybe maybe they figured something out here, and obviously they have. And more than anything, they have Mahomes and no one else does. And that's the biggest advantage any team has had in the sport, maybe in my entire lifetime. So they have what's the, the worst season since they've had Patrick Mahomes. There's a chance it's the worst season of the first 10 or 12 years of Patrick Mahomes. And they're still in the Super Bowl. Do you think we're going to look back at this as my comparison has been to basketball, like a LeBron-like run or even a Jordan-like run, even though he took the break in the middle, where it's just, yeah, you might have some other good teams, but you're just not getting to the finals against LeBron, or you're just not beating Jordan in the playoffs. Like, Do you think when we get 10 years down the road, it's just, yeah, the Chiefs have been to 10 straight AFC titles, and they've been to seven or eight Super Bowls? I think it's very possible. I, I think the second most important piece of it, well, Let's put it this way. The second and third most important pieces of it are, um, I think, are, are on a ticking clock. So, so Mahomes is overwhelmingly the most important piece. And Mahomes and LeBron playing basketball, they can have a greater impact than even a quarterback can on this because a quarterback can't play defense, and a quarterback is still more dependent on others, I think, than a basketball player is. The, the next two most important pieces of this dynasty 
in Kansas City are Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. I, I don't know how much longer Kelsey has, and I don't know how much longer Andy has. And I think those will be very difficult pieces for even Mahomes to replace. Now, having said that, of course, they lost Tyreek Hill, and here they are in consecutive Super Bowls without him, and he's the best receiver in the whole sport. So Mahomes has proven he can overcome what should be um, a crippling loss. I think losing Andy Reid will be a big one, and I think how they replace him and what that looks like, depending on when it happens, could determine the answer to your question. Mike Greenberg from Get Up on ESPN is with us. On the 49ers side, has there been a quarterback that has created as much discourse as Brock Purdy has without any, like, there's no, like, off-field drama. It's literally just people can't agree on how good he is. Has there been a quarterback that's been as good at creating discourse just based on how he plays as he is? Well, not that kind of discourse. I mean, look, guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and others, they, they create a lot of conversation based on the way they play. But, but I understand what you mean by the question. And, and in the way that Brock Purdy does, the answer is I can't think of one. Brock Purdy looks like he's dressed as Brock Purdy for Halloween, <laughs> right? I mean, that, that's what he looks like. And yet I, I thought Tim Hasselbeck, if, if you were able to see our show get up this morning, I thought Tim did an extraordinary tape of showing plays that Brock Purdy is making Above the X's and O's, all the things that the quote-unquote game changers do, um, moving around in the pocket, taking a big hit and delivering a big throw, getting out of trouble, running for big first downs. He's doing all the stuff that we laud Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and the others for doing. Uh, So it's not just the on-schedule stuff. It's not just um, his anticipation. It's not just his ability to run Kyle Shanahan's option. There is there. So um, I, th- I think the answer to your question is I can't think of one, but I'm starting to be won over to the side of he's playing way better than his detractors are giving him credit. Uh, I did want to ask you because you guys uh, launched ESPN Bet not too long ago. Are there any prop bets you like for the Super Bowl? Anything you think that is uh, uh, definitely going to happen? I have one I love. Uh, I have a boosted on ESPN Bet right now if, you, if it interests you. Um, on, on Christian McCaffrey to go over 149 and a half all-purpose yards. So if McCaffrey, who is, I think, a very sexy pick for MVP, has a huge day, we've boosted that to plus 175, which I think is a pretty good number on ESPN bet. And I think that's a, that's a good one to take a flyer on. I could see him going nuts, um, and, you know, because he's the kind of guy who can catch a – a check down at the 27-yard line, and the next thing you know, he's got 73 all-purpose yards in the first quarter. So that's the one that we've put up. I think we're going to do another one tomorrow. I do a booth every week on ESPN Bet um, called Seeing Green, and I think um, we're going to do another one tomorrow on the total number of touchdown passes for the two quarterbacks combined. They haven't sent me the number on that yet, but if you like the McCaffrey one, I think that's a very interesting one to take a flyer on. Uh, and, Mike, I'm curious your just sort of general thoughts because we talked about the Chiefs and how they've been better in the postseason. The Niners have kind of been the opposite even though they're still here. What do you expect? Because I, I know the 49ers are favored, but I honestly don't really have a good feel as to who I think should be the favorite in this game. Me neither, but I have now arrived to the point where I don't pick against Mahomes. I just can't do it. <laughs> uh, Buffalo was the last time. I, I'm not picking. I was so sure the Bills were going to beat them. They finally had them at home. 
Allen seemed to be really go, moving that in the right direction. Their defense was playing better. I was sure this was Buffalo's year. And when I saw what Mahomes did to them, when I saw how brilliantly he managed that game, to use the popular phrase of the day, I just decided I'm not picking against him again. So I picked them last week against Baltimore, and I'm picking them again. I, I think he just finds a way. I can't tell you how. I, 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 don't, I don't expect it to be high scoring, but I expect Mahomes and the Chiefs to win. All right, before we let you go, I do need to ask you this. Who wins the Super Bowl first, the Jets or the Raiders? Uh, uh, good God. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll be very interested to see who the Raiders quarterback is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is the expectation there, like, do we expect them to take someone like J.J. McCarthy? Is, is that what people locally think? It's, I mean, I, I think the answer is it's got to be somebody. you got to bring in somebody that's not named Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, do they reach on a guy in the first round? I don't know uh, because I don't know what Antonio Pierce thinks about his quarterback play, to be honest, because he just got Aiden O'Connell for half the season, and he wasn't very good. I imagine he wants to improve, but we don't really know if he likes anybody else in the draft. Yeah, there, there was a moment in time when, when I was hearing Harbaugh to the Raiders and and you know and drafting McCarthy and going in that direction and we of course saw that that's not what he did which I think should tell you at least a little something about that. No, I'm with you. I, I think they need to add, they certainly need to add a quarterback. When um, if they can get a veteran, I, I mean I don't even know who that means. Justin Fields? Well, you're not going to get Justin Fields if you've got Luke Getzey yeah. as your offensive coordinator. That seems out of the question. I, I think that both. I mean, sadly, I think both teams are really far away. I think the Jets. <laughs> are a year away from entering a rebuild. So that's about as far as you can possibly be. I think the Jets have fooled themselves into thinking they're going to compete next year. So they will be rebuilding starting in 2025. So I'm not sure how much further you can possibly be than a team that is facing a rebuild that hasn't gotten there yet. So, so I, I, I guess by, by, by process of elimination, I'll say the Raiders, but I don't think they're anywhere close either. Well, he is Mike Greenberg, again, from Get Up on ESPN. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Enjoy everything out there. I'm jealous. Thank you. Now we've got some tickets to give away. We've got two tickets to go see Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer go deep. The show is tomorrow at MGM Grand Garden, 702-364-1100. That is the phone number if you want to go see Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer go deep tomorrow at MGM Grand Garden. Also, fun fact, they, I believe, are going to be on with Cofield and Company this afternoon. So you can hear them right here on ESPN Las Vegas as well. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. Caller 7 at 702-364-1100 is going to see Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Now, back out to Radio Row with Tyler and Ed. Almost done, Ed. Almost no more gum for me. No more gum? Very, I mean, very, take, very take depressed. The, I might take, just take, take that box. Yeah, yeah take, take it off. Going to have Greg Salerno. You, you, you join us for the for to say goodbye for the week? Just steal the bucket, Ed. Hold on. Your mic is uh, not on. Your mic's not, not on. Not at all. Be? Go okay, ahead, Greg. Go ahead. Of course I will. Yeah, yeah it's Greg Salerno from Come. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you didn't do anything different. I just turned your mic up. You need to turn that up more. I can't hear him at all. Hold on, hold on. Danny Danny says he can't hear you at all. You, Danny, you can't hear Greg say anything? Like, it sounds like he's talking over by the Raiders table. Oh, well, it's a, wow. good, it's a good ending to the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, I had fun. Bye, guys. 
See ya. <laughs> See ya. So there's Greg. Uh, there he is. Mike doesn't work. So. He's ending the week with us. That's fun. Um, Danny, you did tease me and Ed during the break by saying you screwed up your bets for the Super Bowl. What did you do? I accidentally made the same bet twice on two oh, different books. <laughs> on two different What's books. What's happening? But, is it because you're making too many? Uh, no, I think it's just because I'm looking at too many books. <laughs> Which one? What what bet? The um, uh, successful two-point conversion. Okay, so that one is guaranteed to win now. I hope any, so. Anytime Danny screws up placing a bet, he wins. All right. That is like, true. Like, do you remember? My favorite is the Astros-Phillies World Series. Yes, he the had, World Series. He had a, an Astro. He had the state of Texas to win the World Series. Right. And so he tried to hedge it by betting on the Phillies to win the World Series. But he screwed up and bet on the Phillies just to win game one. And then they won game one, and the Astros won the World Series, so he won both bets. It was great. It was a great time. <laughs> also, I do. Uh, I did win my Kevin Stefanski Coach of the Year. Oh, that's right. Good for you. Good for you. So that was a that was a good one last night. Did you bet anything else last night? Like, uh, well, you wouldn't. There's no. There's no uh, value in MVP. So did you bet anyone else? No, I didn't. I never ended up taking the Joe Flacco Comeback Player of the Year. Missed out. I know. I you saw him out. at. He was like eighteen to one going into I think week. 15 or 16. Oh, Danny, you could have nailed that one. Oh, well. Um, Jabberwockies here. Do they talk? No. no, they, no just, they just wave. They just, like, mime at you. Why are you? Give high fives to people and take pictures. Why are they at Radio around. Row? They I were here the other day, too. They're, they got these guys out here every day. Yeah, they were walking around on Wednesday. It was kind of creepy. All right. That is kind of creepy. They're right behind us at the yeah. moment. So Taking pictures, videotaping. That's a little scary. Um, Ed, i got to read you a quote I just saw. Apparently, Max Crosby said this on NFL Network. He said, I want the Chiefs to win so we can be the ones to take them down and take them off that pedestal. Uh-oh. Oh, oh well, well, the Chiefs are shaking in the boots. <laughs> Max seems very confident. <laughs> Do you think he's upset that he wasn't even close to getting Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, he should be. He's I upset mean, about everything. He's, 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 you know, I don't think he got a first-place vote. He didn't get a first-place no. vote. Was that a surprise to either of you? No. Um, Not one? No. There's 100 first-place Was it 100 first-place votes? No, 50 first-place votes. It's not that surprising. It's not like he was far and away lapping the field. He was as good as slightly below the guys that got first-place votes. So it's not that surprising he didn't get one. It's not like he didn't get any votes at all. It's not like he was left off the ballot. He's fine. Uh, but Max Crosby takes everything as a shot. He Did you see him on with um, Mike Florio and Chris Sims yesterday? No. He was, like, uh, saying how he remembers that Chris Sims talks badly about the Raiders and how that Chris Sims needs to put some respect on the Raiders. And Chris Sims asked him, like, well, what did I say? Like, what are you upset about? And Max Crosby said, well, earlier in the year you said we didn't have any blue-chip players on our defense besides me. And then he started listing off. He says, "Well, we but we got Jack Jones. Jack Jones wasn't on the team early in the year. <laughs> exactly. Jack Jones joined the team Jack in Jones like November. Yeah. So if somebody said, "Yeah, we don't have any good players besides Max Crosby," and your first example is Jack Jones, well, yeah, you the, the, you were right. He also said Robert Spillane, but he kind of had a breakout year too. Nobody in September thought Robert Spillane, Spillane was going to be any good. good. Yeah. So Max Max Crosby takes everything as a slight, even when he's wrong. He takes things. So yes, he a hundred percent." is mad they didn't get a first-place vote or whatever. The same, oh, absolutely. 
The same way um, Asia Wilson was mad that somebody, what, left her off the ballot completely for MVP? For MVP, which yeah, was. They, uh, she was put third. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. And, but the funny thing is, is that person voted Chelsea Gray instead of her. Right. Yeah. Which is hilarious cause because it's her that own was, teammate. Because that's her own teammate and, and she's getting mad at Right. It. So that was great, too. So, yeah, he absolutely does. But I don't think Max Crosby can be cheering for the Chiefs. He shouldn't be. Well, that's funny because he's saying different things to different people because I saw him on a clip yesterday where he's walking by someone. And they're like, Max, who do you want? And he goes, I don't want anybody. <laughs> so, I called it yesterday, depending, first depending Super Bowl end in the tie. Depending on the interviews, he's, uh, he's changing his mind. Because like, what, what it, when he says, I want to be the ones to take him off that pedestal, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and the Raiders beat him in a regular season game next year, is that taking him off the pedestal? No, they just did that. The Chiefs won it yeah. last year. Does he think they're going to they win are. the West? <sighs> Maybe that's what he thinks. But he, even if they won the West, they, they have to win the Super Bowl. They right. have, to, they have yes. to knock the Chiefs. If, in fact, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl yeah. this year, the whole idea they'll of be like, on the pedestal. Yeah, knocking him off the pedestal, he'd have to beat them in the playoffs. That's have, what it yeah, would be. You'd have to beat them. You'd have to eliminate them from uh, – you have to go further than them. Yeah, and, like, good, good for Max Crosby for thinking his team's going to be good next year. That's fine. Sure. But, like – you just want them to lose. Because here's the other thing. If they lose to the Niners and you beat them in the playoffs next year, it's still going to feel just as sweet. You're not going to be like, oh, damn, I wish they had won the Super Bowl right, last year. Right. Then this would have felt better. Right. No, he hates them regardless. And also, way better. why are you rooting for your biggest division rival to right. win the biggest game of the year in your home stadium? Yeah, you don't want them to have anything fun. They're in your, they're in your locker room. Maybe he's hoping some of that winning will rub off in their locker room or practice facility. Because at the end of the day, they could win 10 straight regular season games, but if Chiefs keep going to the playoffs, what have they done? Yeah. They've provided the Chiefs everything but the cigars, and maybe they'll end up doing that. <laughs> they, might, they might have those. They might have go. those, like, a couple they, boxes, and there are a couple leftover boxes, and oh. they're like, oh, you provided them with cigars also. Okay, all right. Mahomes and Crosby. I don't believe they truly dislike each other. They, it seems to be a healthy no, com- I think it's competitor healthy respect. respect. Yes. Mahomes calls Crosby and says, who's your cigar guy? Does Crosby give him? Does he help him out? Help him out? Or does he say, no, get your own cigar guy? Get your own cigar guy. I think that's got to be the right answer. Get your answer. own cigar yeah, guy. Yeah, I think that's got to be the right it answer. It might be healthy respect on the field, but you're not helping yeah. the guy off the field. Yeah, I think I think that's the right answer. But uh, if I'm if I'm Mahomes, I'm trying to find the cigar guy. I'm like, I'm oh, looking, yeah. I'm looking at those. Um, that cigar guy's been su- successful. That guy, that guy's probably can retire yeah, now based exactly. off Max Crosby. He's like, I haven't sold this many cigars all year. <laughs> And now I, you guys win one game, and here we go. I got a good cigar guy. Talk to me, Patrick. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Go find your chicken parms, Dan. How you doing oh, on the, chi- you doing the chicken parms? Oh, I'm good. I've had four of them. I'm going to have another one probably tomorrow. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm good. Chicken parm, Danny. All right. Uh, Danny, good work back good in job, the studio. Danny. Good, good job work out here, here this week. week. Thanks. Uh, good job, everyone. This is a job. week at Radio Row. You still got Cofield and company coming up a little bit later today.